from Brooklyn style, baby. Brooklyn style. Hey, what's happening, Raymond? How much? Nice. How's work going this week? Uh, not too bad. A lot of rain. You figure in the middle of January we'd have some uh, snow and shit to deal with, but... Did you uh, get snow today or yesterday? When did it snow uh, yesterday? No, uh, no, we didn't get we didn't get any. I know Sanford. When I got to Sanford this, uh, tonight, there was a lot of snow up there. Uh, Lucked out though. Dallas. All right. Well, Kevin, we made it to episode sixty. Yeah. Hooray! That's good. I suppose. <laughs> a lot of podcasts fail by now, so we've done pretty good, I think. Um, so let's jump into the show. I'm going to start off the show with a little bit of Fat Fucks news. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. couple things I wanted to bring up. Uh, Heinz, the makers of beans and ketchup and a whole bunch of other shit, but they have uh, canned beans that they make, and they decided to make a frozen nugget made out of beans, like the beans that are hmm. in a can. Um, they have the original ones, and they also have a cheesy one. I believe there's another healthy one, too. There's, like, one with curry spices. Um, but, yeah... I saw that. That's kind of strange. Um, but the uh, vegan... not really. It gives it gives the vegans something it's else. A, to eat. Yeah, it's a vegan alternative. I mean, like they have bean patties and stuff like that, so it's a, it's expected. I understand yeah. it. I'm never gonna eat them though. No, I'm never gonna eat them either. Although I would eat them for the podcast. But the big I would the big <laughs> the big food news of the week, the big breaking news food news of the week, In and Out Burgers out of L.A. Uh, well, L.A., Las Vegas, I believe they're maybe a little bit further to the east, but not too much further than West Coast. Um, it's West Coast chain. Everybody says it's one of the best, if not the best, burgers in America. I don't know because I've never been able to try it. I've never it's, been uh, out there. It's, it's better than Five Guys. You think so? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've never been there because it's all in California and on the, east, on the West Coast, and I live on the East Coast, so it's not that easy to get. But... They are expanding east. They are building a location. It's going to be a corporate location, but they're going to be opening restaurants in the state of Tennessee, the furthest east they've ever been. Um, that's that's not that's not any. I mean, it's not it's not close to us either, but it's a lot closer than than California. So, in Las Vegas, yeah, but we could take a day trip. 
It's it's at least two or three days, Kevin. I mean, it takes a day to get I, there, probably a day back. I don't know how big this country is. Don't give me that shit. I failed geography. <laughs> but yeah, in and out, expanding to the expanding to the east coast, kind of not not to the coast, but close. So we may, and I think maybe in ten years, <clears throat> we may see expand the franchises this way. But we'll see. I mean, Five Guys spread pretty quickly, and so is Chick Fil A. We're getting the Chick Fil A in town here, or close to town. So they are expanding. So we will see. Um, yeah, that's about it. There's not much for Fat Fox news this week, but I wanted to mention that. Um, also, not much I watched this week because I did spend a lot of time on a TV show and a concert. And last couple of days, I did want to open the, sh- the what we watched segment this week with talking about the Dark Knight trilogy. So I started watching mm-hmm. Batman Begins last night. I started watching. I finished it, and then I started watching the Dark Knight today before we recorded this afternoon. Um, God damn, we need to review those movies proper, give them proper scores. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about it off pod a little bit, what we thought about the overall ranking of the three movies of the, of the Nolan trilogy. Um, and I think we both agree pretty much for the most part that Batman Begins is a better written story, complete story from yes. the beginning to end. But The Dark Knight is the best movie as far as performances. I mean, you know, Heath Ledger is. He got he got an Oscar for his performance in that movie, a posthumous Oscar. Oscar after he passed away, um, rightfully so, because he was just he's just amazing. I think I think his death also had nothing to do with it. I think he would have won it anyway if you yeah, look because, at who he was going up against that year. Because I kind of mentioned it to you. You see him in interviews, and you see him in other movies that came out before he passed. And putting on an English accent, I mean American accent, because he's a he's a British, he was a British actor, but he puts on Australian, that English. Right? Uh, yeah, he could have been. I don't remember. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, he puts on that English accent in a few movies before he passed, and it's this is a totally different. Like he fell into this performance in a way that is. I don't think it can be. I don't think it has been touched. It, it probably could be touched eventually, but I don't think anybody has done something with with this with a character never mind. i mean it's a comic book character of course the joker but i don't think anybody right. has ever fell into a character this deep i mean to the point where it's psychologically fucked with his head if 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 you hear about the diaries that he was doing at the time and what he was doing to his body and his mind at the time while he was filming this movie you realize what it actually took took out of him took brought into his world and brought out of him um and you can see it on screen of course when you watch that movie but I mean, fucking Christ! The very for the very first scene of the of the whole escape of with the buses in the bank bank heist, which is one of the best bank heists, if not the best bank heist scene ever in a movie. And then you yeah, add yeah, yeah. heat, heat. I'd give that to heat. Yeah, still, heat. Yeah, I do enjoy yeah. the yeah. Just the way, just the way it's done, and, and everybody getting yeah. killed on uh, the Joker sets up everyone. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think I honestly think I think the the Joker one's my favorite, but I think Heat's the best. If that makes sense, like as far it does, as... yeah, it does, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 incredible how well that movie was received in the theaters. And I I I think his performance is, of course, the catapult of that. Um, we also talked about the Dark Knight not being the strongest of the three. As far as story wise, but it's just the performances in that movie for me carry it to be the better movie. Um, I the minute I the minute I started watching The Dark Knight, I was super excited 
Ba- Batman Begins, yeah. I don't. It is just like a, a good movie. It's a great movie, great story. But yeah, I get excited when I watch The Dark Knight. Like I have a Hot Toys figure of the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, that came out probably ten years ago, maybe a little bit less. But it's 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 a character that I love. It's a movie that I love, and uh, and I and we kind of mentioned too off pod that it falls apart at the end with the Joker. Um, the whole entire climax of the movie until you see two face, that, that kind of brings everything back around again. Yeah. The, the, the climax kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, I, I think they were if, also I expecting that's because he wanted to, yeah, yeah, I think he was expected to be in the third one. Yeah. He's um, expecting to, and then die. Climax- so I think that's yep. his story didn't end great. Yeah, it was supposed to climax at the end, I believe. That's what they were planning on. And they had to change the whole story. And even the third one, which I haven't watched yet, but we'll talk about it a little bit. I mean, kind of had the best of both worlds. It had a good story, kind of brought everything together for the for the two movies into a trilogy. Um, had a great character with Bane, with uh, Tom Hardy becoming a fucking superstar with that movie. Um, I, uh, I, I think um, Bane was great until you find out he was just a simp in the yes. end of the movie. Right. Um, I did not like that part. Similar to the, how they ended the joke, I didn't like that. I didn't like the Bane. Um, the twist of who Talia Ghul was ruined for me because it was on IMDb before kinda, the movie even came out. That that's who she yeah. was playing. You kind of so, figured. You kind of figured that going into it could have been yeah. her. Even when she was cast, yep. you kind of got that idea. But um, yeah, I mentioned it to you off pod as well that that movie suffered from having too many um, fanboy moments. Too many. Um, too many, too many, uh, too many, yeah, too many fanboy moments to the point like they they mentioned Robin by name. I think that was put put in there by yep. the studio. I don't think that was a, a Christopher Nolan yeah. or Jonathan Nolan thing. Um, yeah, it's just stuff like stuff, little stuff like that is where I thought it suffered a little bit compared to the other two. Batman Begins just could stand alone by itself. I mean, you had you had you had what's his name playing Scarecrow, um, Killian Murphy. I mean, fucking Christ. Yep. He's amazing. Yeah, uh, the Dark Knight Rises also suffers from um, not enough Batman. Yes, and so does Dark, like, Dark Knight does too. So the middle. Yeah, but there's more Batman in Dark Knight. Batman yes. Begins, I give it a little bit of a pass too because it was an origin story, so he couldn't be Batman at the end yeah. of the first act. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Batman Begins had a little bit more Batman than the, than the other two movies, but um, Dark Knight had had a little bit of Batman. And yeah, you're right about the third one too. But Bane, again, another performance done great. Uh, the voice that he put on yep. um, is amazing. But to me, <clears throat> best, most enjoyable for me is the th- is the second one. But you're right about the first yeah. one being the best movie of the three. I, I have the uh, I have the first one is more like the first one is a movie where I can throw it on any time. Mm-hmm. I have to be kind of in the right mood for to watch the entirety of the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, it's a dark. Uh, it's a dark. Like it's the a first dark one, movie. The, the first one I can just throw on any time and enjoy. It. Yeah. Plus, I love Liam Neeson in it. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, we were just talking about that too, where that had to have been his next movie after doing Phantom Menace, after he was Qui Gon. I think he did a couple of movies. I think he did Love Actually, which we all yeah. watched last Christmas. But this is big this was blockbuster. His first big movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, big franchise movie, and I think he he did like um, Clash of the Titans after this. So, um, so yeah, that's our Dark Knight talk. It's uh, it's up there for me. I it's if I was to if I were to talk top five comic book movies is definitely top three um yeah the dark knight's uh number one on my list for comic book movies of all time even yeah. if i just did just kind of not really trash it but talk down on it a little bit but yeah it's, it's still number one for me well it's kind of like a, it's kind of like i try to explain it like it's a it's a movie that i 
I enjoy and I get I get pumped up with. It's just a movie that I love. Kind of like Terminator 2. Like you mentioned, Terminator 1 is probably a better movie than Terminator 2. Terminator, Terminator 2... Yeah, they're also so different, which is crazy. Yeah. Terminator um, 2 just gives me so... Action movie. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator 2 just gets me so excited, so pumped. Same, and same thing with Dark Oh, Man. yeah. And I was thinking of that, too. We yeah. were kind of talking about James Cameron and the sequel. Does he, the sequel formula that he did with Aliens and this. And um, yep. Terminator 2. Uh, Dark Knight is also a movie that just the scope of the second one. With the Joker is I, uh, just incredible. I gotta let you borrow my uh, 4K of Terminator 2, okay. so you can check it out in 4K sometime, because yep. it's uh, it's pretty friggin' cool. That's cool. I think it's like James Cameron's only 4K movie until he does Titanic in takes three weeks. Right. Yeah, it's coming back in theaters. I didn't put it in the news, but yep. Um, but I did watch a show. I finished a show. I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. Wednesday on Netflix. Um, Jenna Ortega plays Wednesday Adams. Um, I think overall it's a good show. Um, first season only had eight episodes, so it's e- pretty easy to get into hour-long episodes, 50-minute episodes. Um, but it's pretty much Adam's family meets Harry Potter meets Nancy Drew. That's how I can sum up the whole entire series. Um, a lot of, lot of throwbacks to the original Adam's family show, cartoon, and the original movies from the 90s. Uh, to the point where Christina Ricci is one of the main characters in this in this whole entire season. Um, don't want to get into spoilers. I don't think you've watched too much of it, or you only watched a couple episodes. No, so I've, far. I've only watched the first three so far. Okay, but uh, I recommend getting into it. It's a very very good show. Ending paid off. Uh, good uh, good um, surprise twists at the end. Um, yeah, it's, it reminds me a lot of Harry Potter. There's a lot of... Because they're in a school. They're in Nevermore, which is a school for gifted, kind of weird Halloween-type characters. These kids all go to it, and Wednesday goes there as a punishment. And um, and there's teachers. And Chris, Christina Ricci is one of the teachers. And uh, the the uh, tall, uh, tall lady from Game of Thrones, who is also Captain Phasma in Star Wars. I can't remember her yep. name. Chris, Gwendolyn uh, Christie. Gwendolyn Christie, she's in this too. She plays the headmaster. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just it's just great. It's a it's a good show. Um, I think uh, the Adams family kind of takes takes the uh, back seat to the rest of this to the rest of the series. Is, is basically just Wednesday's story. There is a couple episodes. Yeah. It's a really good episode about maybe the fifth or sixth episode where they do a flashback episode with uh, Gomez and Morticia. And they show them in school, and there's a big flashback scene, and shows what happens. Kind of sets up a backstory, um, which is really cool. That's a good episode. Um, and I think uh, I think who they, I think who they cast for Gomez and Morticia is pretty good. Um, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones and uh, Louise. Uh, I can't remember his last name. Guzman. Guzman. Yep. But yeah, it's 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 a great show. Um, I want to review it or talk about it more when you get into it a little bit more, but. Okay. Um, it's a it's a feel good show, um, and of course, second season is uh, is confirmed on Netflix. Um, they put a big video out last week about it, so I'm looking forward to that. And the other thing I watched uh, came out around Christmas, like a couple weeks before Christmas, week before Christmas. Um, Metallica did their All Within My Hands concert. Um, usually, it's a concert that they do for their charity, the All All Within My Hands charity concert, and. Uh, for the most part, for the last two years, this is the third one. For the most, for the two two years they did it before, it was all acoustic. They didn't have any electric. Um, this time they decided to do the first four or five songs in acoustic, and then split 
at the end to do it all electric, which was amazing. Um, show started with Greta Van Fleet, which I mentioned in about I don't know, three or four months ago, getting into um, getting into them. Uh, they performed uh, about 30 or 40 minutes set. It was pretty cool. Um, a bald Robert Downey Jr. came on and introduced Metallica, which was weird to see him with a bald head. He's filming that uh, Oppenheimer movie, you said, so that makes sense. Um, it was hosted by Jimmy Kimmel. It's all on. It's all on uh, Paramount Plus, by the way. You can watch it. Um, there is a there is a red carpet at the beginning, so if you do watch it, skip like skip like forty minutes, thirty minutes uh, ahead, and you can get to the good stuff. And they do they do have a they do have a bunch of um, charities that they bring up, and they sh they show videos about these charities too. You can skip through that stuff if you're just interested in the performances, like I was. Um, but the first part, uh, first five songs. Um, it was all acoustic and it ended with a acoustic version version of Whiskey in the Jar, which was amazing. Um, there's been some posts on social that they posted about it. Um, Whiskey in the Jar is one of my favorite Metallica songs, so it's a it's a, a Thin Lizzy um, remake that was on um, the Garage Inc. came out in the 90s, but um, but like I said, the rest of it was electric, um, and they included the debut of Lux Eterna, which is their new single from the new album, um, and they Good ended song. it. Yep. And they ended it with Unforgiven 3. It's just the recording of it during the credits, but every time I hear that song, I had to listen to the whole entire credits because I love it. Um, but yeah, I, I think James' voice gets better with age. It's kind of like one of those rockers that gets a gr little bit grittier in his voice. Um, uh, the albums, the albums uh, you know, you don't notice it as much. When, it when, we when he performs live, you definitely notice the age in his voice. Um, I'm sure they. I'm sure they put a bunch yeah. of vocal tricks to make it sound good on on album. But um, yeah, I thought it was good. Um, that's pretty much all I watched. I didn't watch too much more than that. Did you watch anything um, this week? I know you've been busy, but I've been busy. Uh, I've been watching Entourage. We're going to talk about that in a few months. Entourage. Um, now you uh, you mentioned Unforgiven three. Did you ever? Did I ever send you the Joe Budden track where he sampled Unforgiven the first one? I believe. I think so. it was Very during. Long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, probably a long time ago. I'll send it to you again. It's, uh, it's pretty good. But I think it was when he was going through his vocal issues when he had his, uh, he had have surgery on his throat. Oh, but yeah. uh, it's a pretty good song. And I love Alka. Um, my buddy sent me a link to basically just their set of yeah. this show, so I watched it that way. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. It's a, I, I love I love watching them live. I've seen them live twice, uh, but I love watching the videos of them live, too. Yeah, I've only um, seen them. I only went once. I've been twice, but this... Uh, I think this is the first time I've ever seen it in 4K because I don't think they've had a 4K release. Um, even no. I think S&M is only in HD, so S&M too. So. Um, so yeah, that's it for what we watched. So let's jump into the news. And it's not a news segment without the trailer roundup. Um, saw a couple of trailers this week. One big one at the end we'll talk about, but um, mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Carnival Row on Amazon. Final season debuting on February 17th. They finally released the full trailer this week. Um, Orlando Bloom, Cara Delevingne star. Um, kind of, uh, fantasy world meets steampunk. Um, meets like 1980s London. It's kind of weird, but it's a good show. Uh, first season is on Amazon right now. This will be the second and final season that premieres in, a, in about a month. Um, worth getting into. Good show. Um, looking forward to that. It just sucks that it's that's ending. It's been. I think they did this right before COVID or right right during COVID when it first started. They they started filming this show. So um, 
It's been on the back burner for a year and a half or so, so they must have just said, eh, "Fuck it, we'll put it out and call it the final season." Um, I'm hoping that it. I'm hoping that it finishes the story and and they, they had time to realize it was the final season because a lot of shows like that uh, don't have that chance. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Bo is afraid. I don't know if you saw this trailer or not. Um, stars Joaquin this... Phoenix. It looks weird. Yeah, I heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it does look weird. It's Joaquin Phoenix. He plays uh, he plays himself. Oh, not himself, but he plays different versions of him um, as this character. I'm not really sure what the movie's about. It looks strange, though. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that. Um, Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. Uh, coming out August, uh, April 16th on Paramount, I believe. Um, mentioned it before. They released a full trailer this week. Yeah, it's not my yeah, Grease. Not my Grease. Um, I love Grease. The first one, John Travolta. First one's, living. one's trash. Yeah, second one's trash. But uh, Today, or yesterday, I think it was today, they released The History of the World Part 2, the Mel Brooks movie. They released a full trailer to it with a Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks introduction. Um, looks really good. If you're into Mel Brooks movies, um, if you're into the first one, this is a second part of that. It's a four. I don't... This is going to be weird because I don't know if you can do Mel Brooks society with everyone getting canceled constantly right so i'm looking forward to it because i love mel brooks but there's a reason why he hasn't made too many movies well he's also in his night he's in his 90s too um yeah. he but he, I but he was retired yeah i did too but he's involved in this um he, he is he is he was writing i'm not sure if he has a starring role in it at all but um a lot of a lot of uh, popular comedic actors in it so we'll see how it is uh fortnite event. I didn't write the date down when it comes out, but it's going to be on Hulu. Um, so yeah, but the big trailer this week that released on Monday, full trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. few things of note in the trailer. Uh, you see Kang in all of his glory just killing and manging and, and just being Kang the Conqueror, doing what he's supposed to do, conquering. Uh, you see MODOK for the very first time. In a very, very, yep. very quick scene in the trailer, you see his actual face. So the Modoc that we saw in the trailer, long, the long, the long version was kind of a mask over him. Um, a lot of people are complaining about the face, saying it looks like a stretched out, weird, weird thing. But um, and a couple of notes I wanted to make, notes and speculation about Ant Man uh, comes out on February seventeenth, so about a month away from that as well. Um, <clears throat> I. I, I heard in a couple places, and it kind of makes sense that the movie is maybe is some sort of a dream sequence, reimagining of the real world, um, kind of like Groundhog's Day meets Wizard of Oz. Uh, a couple of things to note to to kind of prove that theory: um, Bill Murray is cast in it. He was in Groundhog's Day. Um, he plays Lord Krylar. Um, this is from the official uh, the official release of the. Uh, of the trailer, um, he's the governor of Axia, a bizarre and cushy community within the quantum realm. Call him cow- cowardly or self-centered, Krylar unapologetically enjoys the high life his status grants him. Expensive meals, exotic cocktails, and top-notch tra- transportation aboard his huge pleasure yacht. It seems he and Janet are old acquaintances, but the details are vague, and she'd like to keep it that way. And uh, Bill Murray plays this character. Um... I don't know much about the character. I know it's based off of comic books. A lot of people don't like this character. Um, um, but yes, it's somebody that Janet Janet was in the was in there for a very long time. Somebody that she met when she was living in the quantum realm um, for all those times she was lost. So, um, in the first trailer, another thing to prove this theory: um, 
Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road to to uh, kind of prove the Wizard of Oz type feeling where this is a this is Ant Man coming into a coming from black and white into a color weird dreamlike sequence. Um, and uh, the other the other theory is recasting of prior Ant Man characters into brand new roles. Um, if you've ever seen Wizard of Oz, um, you know that all of the all of the three, the Cowardly Lion, the, Lion, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, are all people who worked on the farm in Wizard of Oz. They worked on the farm in Candace. And um, when Dorothy goes into the Wizard of Oz, these characters are all recast as the characters that she travels on the Yellow Brick Road with. Um, and it, it kind of is like her dream versus reality type of deal. At the end, you're not sure if it's real or fake. I think that's what this movie is kind of going to be doing too because... Corey Stoll, the yellow jacket from the very first movie, was confirmed as Modoc. He's he's going to be Modoc uh, in this. So you're there. You go. You already got one casting recasting there. Um, the guy who played Kurt, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's been in a bunch of things. He was in The Dark Knight, actually. Um, he's the one that he's yeah. the one that played the psychotic guy who they who. It's uh, Dasmalchian. Yeah, I, I know. I didn't even want to try David that. David Dasmalchian. Yep. Yeah. Um, but he is he's one of uh he's one of Scott Lang's heist buddies, heist friends, him and T I and uh Luis, but which by the way we're gonna talk about Luis in a minute, but um yeah. he was also recast as a brand new character that's set in the quantum realm as well. So you kinda get that Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz vibe, like okay, if they're recasting former Ant Man characters into brand new characters, maybe this is this theory is gonna take flight and this would be a retelling or a reimagining of like a dream sequence or, or something. Yeah, something like that. But who knows? They've already played the Wizard of Oz. So that that already puts a red flag up to me. Um, the other thing I want now that I said it, Luis, who is probably the best part of yeah. it in one and two. No mention of him yep. in the trailers yet at all. Um, I'm not sure if he's yeah. in the poster. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was in the poster. He's not in the poster. I don't think he's in the movie. That would suck. That would suck. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Because he was the best yeah, part. Yeah, I I love Ant Man One. It's one of the few Marvel movies where I'll just rewatch it randomly. Yeah, so it's good. Batman Begins, something I can put on any time and just have fun with it. The ending yeah. where they're fighting on the train set is awesome. Uh, Ant Man Two wasn't as good, but yeah. it's still enjoyable. So I'm really, I don't know. This movie it looks good. Uh, I just hope it's. I really do hope it's good and it's as good as they say it is. And I hope we get some surprises. Yeah. Yeah, surprises is what I want. So, um, yeah, this movie is it going to be a time heist? Is it going to be a multiverse heist? Is kind of what it seems. So, the first two movies were heist movies. Um, it seems like this is going to be some sort of a heist movie as well. Um, multiverse heist or a heist in the quantum realm? Who knows? But um, yeah, we're about a month away, month can, and uh, month we, and a week. Can away. we also talk about how uh, this trailer was promoted, launched during the college football championships, which is a great idea. Yep. The only problem is that game was over about 10 minutes into the game, and they waited till the end of the third fucking quarter to play the trailer. Oh, I think well. Georgia was winning by like 40 points before they played the trailer. Oh, is it that? That's that <laughs> game that was the big lot, the big, uh, the big spread. Yeah. Was, oh, wow. Yeah. Everyone, everyone was just like expecting it to be at the half, and they held it until the end of the third quarter. Holy shit. And people were very, very upset. Even I watched people were like turning the game off like. I just want to see the Ant Man trailer at this point. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering because so. I was I was going to bed early. I was like nine o'clock. Say, so well, the trailer hasn't released yet. It's surprising. I think it'll yeah. release until ten or so. So um, yeah, 
So that's it for trailers. Uh, new segment. I don't have a theme for it yet. Maybe I will eventually. Who knows? But I want to talk about tech talk. Tech talk. About new technology, new things. Um, and the one thing I noticed this week that I wanted to bring up is something that I've been talking about for years. The reason why I waited so long to buy a new Mac computer last year. Um, I love iPads, love iPhones. The one downfall of a Mac is every time I use it, I'm always trying to click the fucking screen. I still do it now when I'm when I'm trying to do something and I'm trying to do it quick. I'm like clicking the fucking screen to click on something because I'm so used to the screen technology and not having to have a mouse, but I still have to have a mouse with a computer. But Apple is apparently about to reverse their one thing that they always said they would never do. And in 2025, it's rumored that they're going to be having touchscreen capabilities added into the Macs, starting with a MacBook Pro in 2025. Um... This has been rumored for a very well, a very long time. They're trying to combine the iPads. They've been doing it for a while, where the iOS for the iPad has been getting, or iPad OS has been getting further and further closer to what a Mac OS is. They're kind of merging them together, and I think this computer that we're going to see is probably going to be the culmination of what they've been doing with the with with Mac OS and iPad OS merging them both together. Um, so we'll see where this goes, because every time they say this, it always gets delayed. It could be three, it could be four, it could be five years from now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, mouse, I, uh, mouse, if you think about I it, really mouse, need a, I don't I don't need a touchscreen Mac at all. Well, it does work for the okay. iPad. It does work for the iPad. If the iPad had the full, if the iPad had the full power of a, of a MacBook to the point where you can do things freely, I would love that. Um, and you didn't need a keyboard uh, particularly, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see where that technology goes. Um, I know it's kind of failed on other Windows PCs, uh, Windows laptops and PCs, so I don't know. Um, we'll see. But let's jump into the actual news. Did you end up watching Megan last week? We didn't talk about it. I'm going to try to get there tomorrow. I've been oh, a little yes. busy. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I didn't, wasn't sure if you saw it yet. Um, it did exceed expectations. I don't remember what it was, exp what it was supposed to make, but it did make... Thirty million dollars at the box office well, last weekend. It was it was uh, projected for nineteen, and the 19. movie was made for twelve. It was yeah, projected before it opened for nineteen, and the movie was made for twelve, and it blew the doors off those projections. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, yeah, it made a ton of money last weekend, um, and it definitely uh, it, it it created a uh, develop, early development for a sequel. So there's going to be a sequel to it. Um, everything I hear about it is pretty good. Um, I, I hear yeah, it's uh, I, I hear it's really good. I heard good. it's not very gory, so not very gory, and it's uh, set for a new generation of horror, which a lot of stuff is yeah. nowadays. But um, it's all James Wan does is new generations of horror. He's done yep. it three times now. He did yep. it with Saw. He did it with uh, Insidious and in that franchise, and now he's redoing it again with Megan. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to get your take on that next week. Um, but yeah, Avatar, the big movie, still number one last weekend. Um, it ended up, uh, ended up up to, uh, $1.7 billion globally overtaking Jurassic World yep. this week, uh, ended up being the seventh highest grossing movie in box office history. Um, how the, oh, Jurassic World. I was thinking of the last one when I'm like, how did that make 1.6? Okay. Now it makes yeah, sense. That, yeah. I was thinking locusts. of the, the one that came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> but James, James Cameron is just, just slinging his D around now. He's just, he, he's just like. 
so cocky about him being so successful with his last Avatar um, movie. One thing I noticed on the rewatch of Entourage that I never picked up on because I didn't know what happened last time is when they released Avatar the first time, uh-huh. there was a blackout on the East Coast because it was a huge snowstorm. Yep. And yep. when they did, when he did, unquote, he did Aquaman in Entourage, they did this whole, like, blackout yep. during the, the premiere or whatever. Yep. <laughs> so... Yep. Yeah, yeah, Entourage, we got to talk about that. We're going to do a throwback of that in, in, a, in a few months, but... Oh, God, this show's amazing. Um, but, yeah, uh, he was at the uh, Golden Globes. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Um, he's at Golden Globes. He's on the red carpet. He's talking about how uh, Avatar 2 nearing $2 billion was a achievement. Um, and he was bashing streaming. Um, he was saying, we need to go back to theaters. He's pretty much saying that it's his... It's because of him that people are going back to theaters. He's very cocky about it, too, in his interviews. Well, um, I don't agree with that, that it's him. But yeah, I do I agree that people need to go back. To, I do agree people need to go back to cinema because watching in the cinema is a, is a way better experience. It's a good experience, um, yeah. But people are, so, people are so used to watching it where they can have drinks, they can pause, they can make their own popcorn, and it's so much cheaper to pay 20 bucks a month for a streaming service and watch 10 movies versus going to the movies. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we talked about it. Golden Globes. Let's talk about it a little bit. A couple of things I wanted to mm-hmm. mention. Angela Bassett, who uh, we've been kind of praising since we saw Black Black, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, she won her second Golden Globe this time yep. for Black for playing Queen Ramonda. Um, we yep. kind of when we when we saw the movie and reviewed it, we thought, well, she should get an award. So um, usually Golden Globes. Uh, Kind of mimic what the Academy Award nominations are going to be. So we'll see, I think, on Tuesday that comes out. So we will oh, talk about that next. That. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Um, but she did win. Um, the other winner, we talked about it about oh, six, seven months ago. Everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, the guy who played short round, Kiyu Kwan, he ended yep. up uh, he ended up winning. And uh, I wish I I wish I had the time and remembered. I would have gotten his acceptance speech. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, he praised being in the same room as Steven Spielberg, the guy who gave him his first shot um, as short round in Indiana Jones. And he was very emotional the whole entire thing and talking about the 30-year journey it took him to get back into the into the limelight and to, to get another starring role and actually get the support of the, of the uh, foreign press for the Golden Globes was incredible. Um, and he praised everybody, everybody for for that, and he ended up winning best supporting actor. So, um, yep. kudos, kudos to him. I thought he was great in that movie. Um, of course, uh, short round and dat- data in uh, Goonies. So, um, and he- uh, also, Austin Butler won for yep. performer, which a lot of people didn't expect. He he was amazing. Uh, he really was. Yeah, he was. And a lot of people thought that he. A lot of people thought that. Uh, he would mess up just because of the similar to what happened to Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. where they're like he's young, he'll have his another, another chance. Um, and another, and a lot of people think that uh, Brendan Fraser was passed over for the whale because of how he speaks out about how the Golden Globes are trash because they are. But uh, yeah, Butler, I'm happy for him because he was fucking amazing in that movie. Yeah, think about the Golden Globes. It's done by the Hollywood Foreign Press, so it's it's yeah. a very sketchy. You pretty much pay. You pretty much pay for your award. Yeah, part. and they they do a bunch of like weird like drama comedy is like the same. Yeah, same Mus- musical com- musical comedy is a category. that's what it is musical yeah. comedy. Yeah, musical com- musical or comedy. So I don't know how the hell you can put a, somebody that's in a musical 
up against yeah. somebody that's in the comedy, like me comparing Seinfeld to Breaking Bad. Like, yeah. it's, you can't, they're two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it's Hollywood Foreign Press, and the the Academy Awards are out of touch, too. Every yeah. every award show is out of touch. Even you can go, as far as the Emmys, you can go to Tony's. Everything is out of touch as far as those are concerned. Not too many awards you can really trust the the uh, legitness of. But um, Lakita Wright, who plays uh, who plays uh, Black Panther's sister in you don't even know her fucking name in uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Sherry? the first one, Sherry, yeah. Um, she she was on the red carpet of uh, the Golden Globes and she mentioned that they are already in the works for a sequel to Black Panther, Black Panther three. Um, that's the first time anyone's heard of that. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, not a lot of news after that, just a lot of speculation. I um, mean, that could be anything. That could be them just basically greenlighting it and Ryan uh, Coogler's just getting ready, writing it now. Well, it, it could also be... Nothing, it could also... Be Black Panther 3. It could also be that TV show that was is going to be on Disney+, Plus that uh, Ryan Coogler was supposed to be in charge of. Um, it could yep. be what she was talking about as well. So who knows? A um, couple more Marvel news bits I want to talk about. Um... Marvel Studios is reportedly developing a Strange Academy series centered around Wong and featuring America Chavez. Um, kind of going to be like a uh, a magic school, I guess. I don't fucking know, but um, going to be on Disney Plus or something to that effect. And uh, Wong will be the lead of that. He is a he is the uh, he is the leader of the Mystic Arts right now in the MCU. So. Um, I don't think Doctor Strange will be in it, but um, it's supposed to set up directly into Secret Wars. So we will see about that. Um, another big thing, uh, news came out of uh, of uh, Vision Quest, the new Vision show that's come come out on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's going to introduce Vision's daughter, Viv. Um, and she's in the Young Avengers, so no news on the Young Avengers yet, but I'm sure there'll be a Young Avengers movie before the Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty movie. There's got to be, because they're, everything that's in Phase 4, every single movie sets up a character that was in the Young Avengers or is in the Young Avengers. Miss um, Marvel, Ironheart, Girl Hawkeye, um, and Viv, if, if that's the case, she'll be in that too. And everything. the chick from Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, What's her yeah. name? Uh, America Chavez, yeah. So there we go. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot there, a lot lot to unpack. So we'll see. Um, um, and also, Jonathan Majors may have filmed a few, a few scenes for second season of Loki um, as another variant of Kang. Um, the end of Loki season one, Kang had taken over the TVA. Uh, Loki kind of went into another another uh, dimension. Another uh, another ver- another variant world where Kang had took over the TVA, took over the world, the big statue of him at the very end of the show. Um, it would make sense if he shows up at least for a quick scene in the beginning or in the, at the end or something. Um, it's from this point forward, it's all Kang all the time. Um, it's going to be Kang in this. Is it is Kang in this? Is Kang in that? Kang has so many different variations of himself throughout time. It was also hinted in Loki. You kill the the one who remains at the end. There'll be different versions of him throughout the whole entire universe, and that's pretty much what's going to happen. Um, there's a version that was that was in the that was in the uh, time of the pyramids. There's, of course, um, Nathaniel Richards, who's Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Um, there's um, there's the one that's in the Young Avengers, the secret one that you don't know who who he is. Um, there's just a whole bunch of different versions of Kang they could bring up. Um, and I'm sure we're going to see tons of them. There's been rumors of, of Kang being 
the Beyonder and Secret Wars, a, a variant of Kang, so we'll see where that goes. Um, Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage, um, he's pretty much said that um, being Luke Cage is in the rear view. He's kind of done with it. Um, Thank God. Yeah, uh, he's like uh, he's ready to pass baton to somebody else. He's kind of done. So that's pretty much what. Not really. Uh, so. I really think he's a great Luke Cage. From my understanding of the character, I've never read any Luke Cage, yeah, but either. I've heard he's too. He's he's a little wooden. I heard compared to the real Luke Cage. Yes. Um, and that show wasn't very good once they killed off Cottonmouth in episode four. Yeah, it's so crazy how he died in the very, very beginning. Uh, Marshall like, Ali. He was such a great character. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was awesome. And the, and the very last part of that se- season, the the last villain of the show was shit. It was trash. It wasn't a good yeah. villain. But Cottonmouth was amazing. And like you mentioned, they killed him off mm-hmm. too quick. So, yeah. Oh, by the way, little fat fucks news I forgot to mention. Sierra Miss is no more. It's oh, yeah. It's called Starry. Um, Wait, that's what it's called? This is, this is it, it right taste? here. Uh, it tastes just like Sierra Mist. It tastes like Sierra Mist. They're good. So they're just, they're just relabeling yeah, it? Yeah, just relabeling it. The name Starry is trash. Yeah, it's, it's they trash. They couldn't think of something better. Yeah, it's they trash. They couldn't think of something better. They're trying to make it one word like Sprite, I guess. I don't know. It's fucking weird. But yeah, it, t- it tastes the same. It's for a new generation is what they say. It's for how, the, about it's, you, how about you just call it not Sprite? Not Sprite. <laughs> Not as good That's as Sprite. That's what you should call it. <laughs> Not Sprite. There you yeah. go. Problem solved. Um, Disneyland Paris unveiled a new nighttime show they're going to be doing. Uh, grand finale of uh, Disneyland Paris. They usually do these at night. I know Disney World does this uh, this illumination thing at night where they do a big fireworks and parade display at the end. But they're going to have an Avengers Power of the Night thing they're going to have in Paris. Um a lot of Disneylands around the world have exclusives to their parks. It's it's one of those things on my bucket list where I'd love to go to different Disney World, different Disneylands across the across the world. Um, the Paris one and the one in Shanghai Disney is the ones I hear are really really good. Um, let's go. Let's fucking go. Well, I know. Um, let's get into a couple of a couple of news notes about w- WB about DC um, today. The Flash star Ezra Miller. Um, was sentenced in a plea deal for uh, his burglary charges that he had a couple months ago. Um, he has to pay a $692 fine. He'll be in a one-year probation program. Um, if he fares, fails to follow the uh, protocol of that probation, he will he will be uh, moving forward with a 90, 90-day prison sentence, 89 to 90-day prison sentence. So, uh, <laughs> so you you gonna get out on a Thursday or a Friday? Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Um, He's still facing the other charge, though, about grooming and all that stuff, right? Yep. Kidnapping, which I think that's the one that could face him, land him 26 or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> He's my Flash. Um, I know you're interested in The Bear. <laughs> you saw the first season on Hulu. Uh, season 2 yeah, set you, for early summer. You, um, uh... Why, why don't you go ahead and watch the first season this week and we'll review it next week. He okay, just won that. the Golden Globe for it. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. And it's, it's quick. You'll be able to do it in two days. Quick. Okay, um, I'll do that. And I'll even rewatch it because I love that show. I've watched it like four times. Yeah, but season two comes out in early summer uh, with ten episodes. I guess the first season was only eight, so two a couple more episodes. Can't wait. Um, also, another new season coming out, Little Dicky season three, April 5th. Uh, third season. That's awesome. Cause, I haven't... Uh, they said it wasn't coming out till August, so that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I've only seen the first season. It's uh, it's an underground sleep sleeper uh, hit. 
Didn't watch the second the one second yet. Season, oh my god. Second season, I, I teared up in the last episode, I'm not gonna lie. That's cool. The last episode is awesome. He does, uh, I don't want to respond, I think he's very much like, uh, probably because I've been watching Entourage, he's very much like Vinny Chase, where he's, he's he hooks up his boys a little bit, and cool. uh, brought a little tear to my eye. Um, speaking of NFL and it's football and doing these big trailers on Monday nights, uh, the big Monday night game between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys are going to be doing a Mandalorian season three full trailer debuting that night on the uh, on the NFL Super Wild Card game that night on ESPN, I believe, right? Um, awesome. Yeah, so, it's ESPN. Um, looking Tom, forward to Tom that. Tom Brady could be his last game. Could be his last game, at least for the at least for the Bucks. If he wants to play one more year, he'll go yeah. somewhere else. But I don't know yeah. nothing. I know nothing about football. This is just all I hear. Yeah. I think basically because especially now that his wife doesn't he can go wherever he wants. Yeah. I hope he goes to San Fran. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Martin Scorsese calls Rotten Tomatoes a disgusting spectacle. Martin Scorsese sure has Bravo. a lot of a, he has a lot of opinions. Bravo. I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes, but I do check it sometimes just for fun. Exactly. It's one of those things where you have to check it. You just don't take it for you take it for a grain of salt. Yeah. A grain of salt. Yeah. But yeah. Everybody has their own opinions of movies. You can't really depend on yeah. what critics say. So, I mentioned it before. Boondock Saints, great movie. It was like a 20, 19 or twenty on Rotten Tomatoes. So, was it? The, no yeah. shit. Yep. And uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop Two was like a zero. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. Yeah, it should have been at least a five. <laughs> I know, right? How could something um, be a zero? Uh, yeah. Nothing's uh, that bad. You get you. You figure there has to be one person that likes your movie otherwise it wouldn't be put into production right like kevin just think about that you uh you give me that and i give you the killing tree where does that stand on rotten tomatoes touche exactly touché. uh one person has to like it one person has to like it right i want to find the one person that likes the killing tree and take a tree and hit him over the fucking head with it because they're stupid as fuck <laughs> the movie sucked um, Jenna Ortega talked about uh, season two, uh, bringing in Lady Gaga, who says she's a fan of Wednesday. Um, uh, I'm sure ne- she said, "I'm sure Netflix would love that." Um, Lady Gaga is going to be in the new Joker movie. I'm sure she's not going to have time to do that, but um, a lot of people are loving Wednesday. Uh, not just kids, but uh, adults who love well, uh, Adam's family and Joker Two is filming now, right? Joker so Two if they is don't filming. Yeah. Wednesday until late spring, she could be in it. If yeah, it's only she, for, like, one episode. I don't know who she would play. Maybe Cousin It. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just a teacher or something in the... You know, maybe just oh, a teacher or something. Yeah, we know Cousin It's going to be in the... Set, in the uh, didn't show up in the first season, but in the second season, I'm sure it will. Right. Um, William H. Macy joins the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie that's coming out. Um, I really want to know what this is going to be. Is it going to be taking it, directly after? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, that's uh, what I hear. Thir- okay. Yep. We'll see. I really loved uh, what Matt Reeves did with the second and third one, so I'm looking forward to it. I hope Andy Serkis comes back as uh, Caesar. Or no, yeah. he died, didn't he? Yeah, he died. I never saw so the third one. his son. I never oh, saw the third one, one, so spoiler, he's dead. <laughs> um, speaking of Matt Reeves, um, he confirmed that Cloverfield was a secret prequel to Escape from New York, the movie with um, Russell, uh, Kurt Russell in the 80s. Um, yep. He, he, I guess it was a poster on J.J. Abrams' wall of, of Escape to New York, and that's where he got the idea of the uh, Statue of Liberty head um, and oh, all okay. that. Yeah. So it's where that whole idea for that movie came from. 
Um, Hogwarts Legacy, a game coming out uh, pretty soon, I think next month on PlayStation, Xbox, all those. Um, Simon Pegg is going to be playing, playing a key role in that game. Um, he's going to be playing the headmaster of Hogwarts, who is a descendant of Sirius Black and the Black family from the Harry Potter movies. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that game. It was in my uh, 2023 preview does, last week. Does that game take place before Harry Potter or after? It's like a de- it's like a whole entire century before. It's like nineteen. Okay, like that's what I thought. Nineteen hundreds. Nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Okay. Um, Harry Potter is the, the last Harry Potter movie. It takes place in 1996. If they, I, I'm not sure how the movies are, but I know in the books, it's 1996 is when it took place. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a weird timeline they have there. Um, they released the Walking Dead spinoff release windows. Um, I know uh, a couple of things got pushed back. I think the the uh, the Dead City one got pushed back to June, or maybe it was. Uh, oh no, the Rick Grimes Michonne put, uh, spinoff yeah, got pushed to next that year. Was that's back the one next year. Yeah, um, the one I'm looking forward to is uh, the Dead City because that's the Negan one, and I'll watch anything with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, I absolutely love him as an actor and. Maggie, also, I love her in The Walking Dead, so I can't wait for that one. I, I'll probably check out the Daryl one and the Rick one, but for the most part, I haven't watched any of the spinoffs. I I don't understand why there's so many spinoffs. Um, you figure the story should have been finished with The Walking Dead, the original, but um, yeah, it's weird. Um, why don't they just make well, the Well, because dis- technically, you can't get rid of all the zombies, I guess is what they were thinking, so they ended up spinning it off. Because um, these were popular characters, and for the most part, people only tuned in for the last two seasons for Daryl, Maggie, and Negan, Negan, and Daryl. And and Daryl was supposed to be a, a spinoff with uh, uh, yeah, what's her name? the girl there. Yeah. God damn it, her name. Yeah, I know, I know, I know who you, I know yeah. who you mean. Yeah. And and she didn't want to leave the country for filming it because it's gonna be filming in Europe. Yeah, the Rick Grimes and Michonne. The Rick Grimes was he was supposed to have like two or three movies, wasn't he, or two movies? He was supposed to. Yeah, now instead of the movies, they're doing like two seasons, three seasons of the show. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's just strange. So. I I gave up on The Walking Dead. Now it's just confusing to me. Um, I don't know. Um, I already talked about that. Greg Berlanti he signed a four year deal, a mega deal with Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, I mean he did the, he did the WB uh, Warner Brothers stuff with uh, DC, but he's also done a whole bunch of other stuff. He does uh, he did the the Archie spinoff uh, Riverdale. He's done a whole bunch of shit yep. on. On uh, CWWB, wherever the fuck they are now, he's uh, he's the perfect person for WB or for whatever CW. Like that's the type of stuff he sh- he's really good at. Yep. Even though I don't watch any of his stuff anymore because the Flash is twenty two episodes an hour long every year and it's really tough to get through sometimes. It's, it's a good show, but it's a lot, and I haven't. Oh, it's I haven't, excellent. I haven't watched. I haven't watched in years, but yeah. Um, uh, it's yeah. it's an excellent show, but at the end of the day, the show just revolves around him running as fast as he can to fix everything. Yep. So. Um, Matt Reeves confirmed that he that he has an upcoming meeting with uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran to go over the uh, DC universe and uh, this yep. Batverse, and um, he wants to make sure that they support each other, but he also wants to make sure that they don't crash into each other as well. Um, basically, yep. exact quote. And I uh, think he, I think this meeting has to happen before they release the slate of DC movies to make sure everyone's on the same page. Yeah, we only got a couple more weeks of, of January. We're going to get a, bit, a little bit of a slate going on, or the, at least the first, I would say, I, two or three years. I hope so. When do you... Okay, so James Gunn's doing... Writing the script for Superman. It's yep. 2023 now. 
When do you expect to see that movie? Oh, within two years. <clears throat> I, I expect to get a casting note, uh, casting by the end of this year. Filming by this time next year, already in the in the planning stages, uh, pre uh, pre production, uh, production next spring, doing a spring summer shoot, and then out by the, I would say the spring of twenty twenty five. Was right? Was that what I'm figuring? I would, I would say similar timeline. That's summer. if he hasn't already cast. Um, he for said all he, we know, he may have already cast. He said he or has, or at least, or at least have four or five people that he knows. He's narrowed it down to. Right. Because um, Henry Cavill was cast in January of 2011, and that movie came out in May or June of 2013. So, best case scenario, Chris 2024. Um, worst case, Christmas 2025. But I, I expect spring or summer 2024. Yeah. I mean, 2025. Spring or summer 2025. That's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing, too. Or Christmas. They could, they could go with the Christmas audience because that's the new uh, blockbuster. They could, but they don't want to go that long without a movie uh, yeah. being made for the studio. That's the only thing I was thinking because you get the four movies this year. Hopefully they do well. And then next year I don't think we see one. And then spring or summer we see his rollout and, yeah, and I have, his new Superman. I have a feeling by the end of the year we'll get the casting announcements. I think by this time next year there'll be news of going into pre-production and shooting schedules coming out probably spring i would guess of next yeah. year but. i think i think they'll be into pre-production way before the end of the year yeah um if if he does his role well, in january uh he'll probably be in pre-production by summer yeah, yeah. but pre-production can also last eight months so yeah yeah it all depends we'll on see. the movie and this is a big movie so yeah. um workaholics uh they had a movie planned on paramount plus and it was axed yeah um adam divine announced it um i know you got me this into watching me that off uh, you got me into watching the first season. I haven't really, I haven't really watched too much of it. I, I got into it and stopped watching it. The first two seasons are excellent. I think it was four seasons total, and the last two are just okay because the same thing happened to the Always Sunny guys, where yeah. they all ended up getting jobs elsewhere, so they kind of had less Charlie, time to work yeah, on it. Charlie Day was so. doing. Mo Charlie Day was doing movies. Uh, yeah. Glenn was doing TV shows. He was doing movies, other TV shows. Caitlin got her own show. Uh, mm -hmm. Mac was the main figurehead yeah. so yeah. yeah um but yeah that was canceled on paramount plus a lot of things are getting canceled a lot of people are finally choking the reins on a lot of things for streaming it was like it mentioned before it was the wild west um putting a lot of money into streaming losing a lot of money into streaming and now they're kind of tightening the ropes on that um you're going to see a lot of streaming shows that we like being taken off. You're going to see a lot of things being canceled. I saw today that Snowpiercer Season 3 or 4 was canceled, and I never got into it. Uh, I didn't even watch the first movie, the movie that came out with uh, with Chris Evans. I heard it's really good, though. Um, it is good. It is good. But yeah. uh, Another movie that you're excited, I'm sure, for, this movie is almost 20 years in the making, um, Eli Roth is finally doing a real Thanksgiving movie. He's actually in pre-production, yes. almost ready to film. Um, he's planning on doing it, I think, next month, um, month or two. I think, I think he, I think he left a movie to do this movie. Actually. He did. He did. He's already signed up for another movie. Yeah. And uh, uh, what is this he doing? Is, um, what movie is what movie <laughs> is he doing now? It was actually going into post-production. He hired somebody else to do the post-production yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I can't um, remember what it was. But you're right. I, I, I did see that. Isn't it like a remake or something? It's yes. Um, it's a video game. Yeah. Uh, it's a video game. Uh, fuck. Uh, look it up. We'll talk. We'll talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was a trailer that came out on Grindhouse. The uh, movie was a trailer, a fake trailer in the middle of the movie. It was about a Thanksgiving murder spree. 
Um, and Eli Roth directed a couple of people. I think Rob Zombie or um, Robert... Who, uh, who directed trailers for that movie? Uh, it was in the middle of the movie or in between the movie and they played uh, fake trailers. And this was one of them, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ever since, ever since the trailer debuted, everybody wanted to see the actual movie happen. Hmm. And finally, it's going to happen. But I don't see anything on IMDb that, about it. Uh, Eli Roth? Uh, Chris, yeah. Under his upcoming projects. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the one that he but, just uh, he just finished filming it. It's a video game ad- adaptation, I believe. I just can't remember the name of it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Um, we'll get into the next thing, and maybe you'll find it. Um, the new Switch controller revives Nintendo's best controller ever, which we've talked about, I think, maybe not even on the podcast, but the best controller ever to ever come out of the video game revolution, if you want to call it that, was the GameCube purple GameCube controller, the best feeling controller ever. Um, and they're going to come out with a Switch version of that. Uh, I believe it's for the OLED version of the Switch, though, which I oh, don't have. I got it. It's it's Borderlands. Borderlands, yep, that's what it was. Uh, that's how okay. it's coming out on Netflix or maybe a movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're coming out with a Switch controller. Um, it's purple, just like the classic uh, Switch controller for the GameCube. Get that controller, yep. the, minute I, the minute I held that controller for the very first time on the GameCube, it's so comfortable. So easy it to use. It looks atrocious. It looks, looks atrocious, awful, but, but it, it works feels, so well. It feels amazing. Uh, Wind Waker, Especially all when those, uh, yeah. you, get, you get the Wavebird, the yeah. wireless version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still probably my favorite controller of all time. And they just those, those controllers absolutely sucked for sports games. Yeah. Like, if you look at the button layout, those aren't great button layouts for, like, playing a game of Madden. Yeah, it's coming out on the uh, but, Switch Switch yeah. OLED, which which I don't have. You don't have the OLED, right? You have the old the new, the first Switch that came out. Correct. Yeah. Will it work with the first Switch? It should. It's I, just I, I heard it doesn't. I heard it's just for the OLED, but I'm not sure. Um, Interesting. Maybe, maybe it does. We'll have to look into that a little bit more. Um, talking about Dungeons, Dungeons & Dragons a lot on this show. I play it every every other week, but uh, they're coming out with a TV show ordered on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, there is going to be a movie coming out in a couple months with uh, Chris Pine, so I don't know if it's related to that or connected to that or what. But uh, I hope yeah. they cast Joe Mangiolato. Mangelio, Mangel- yeah, you know who yeah, I'm talking about, right? Yeah, he's Deathstroke, because so, that guy is like the biggest D&D nerd ever. Yeah, like, have you he, seen his gaming room? It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he's, he's huge into it. Um, he does celebrity get-togethers with like John Hamm and a whole bunch of other people that play D&D. Yep. So. Um, yeah, Fear the Walking Dead to end with Season 8. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning. Um, and we talked about Rick and Michonne's spinoff being pushed to 2024. Uh, 50 Cent is working on an 8-mile TV show with Eminem. Um, I'm not sure if it's connected to the eight mile movie or if it's going to be just a talking, it's going to be about rappers in Detroit or what it's going to be. He does that power eight mile style. Who knows? He does that power Um, show on stars and uh, maybe it's going to be in that type of format. So we will see. And finally in news, uh, big breaking news at the end of last week with, uh, Vince McMahon coming back to the WWE this week because of that. The next day, Stephanie McMahon resigned from the WWE. Um, a lot of shit going on, and I'm sure we're not going to know about for a couple of years until the Bruce the Bruce Pitchford podcast comes out. But um, yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. And uh, then it was reported a couple of days later that WWE had sold the company to Saudi Arabia, so it's a group of Saudi Arabians. <sighs> And then it was also reported that that was false and that Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, met with Nick Khan, the, CEO, the current CEO, 
talking about a possible purchase. So there's a lot of people that lo are looking to buy the back catalog. Because even though a lot of people aren't watching it, the back catalog is very viable to them. Very, very, and very much. So if they sell this, the network comes off of Peacock, or do they finish out that contract and then put it on Disney that's Plus? On, that's, on, that's on a contract, so when that's done, that it'll be moved. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck that's going to okay. work. I have no idea how that's going to work, but... Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan because the minute the Saudi Arabia news came out, the internet went ballistic. The wrestling internet, which is <laughs> which is already which is already a volatile internet. Internet wrestling fans are already volatile to begin with, but when you bring in the Saudi Arabia's taking over this and bringing it to a and then it would go from public publicly traded to a private company again. Um, it would not be it would not be publicly traded if that that's that's what I heard. So and a lot of people behind the scenes, which is a rumor why Stephanie McMahon left, is because he was planning on selling it to the Saudis. Um, there's a lot of people that work there right now, wrestlers, that say they would leave immediately if that happened. They would just quit the company. Um, and not just wrestlers, just people. In, because Saudi Arabia has a lot of, lot of, um, a, a lot of bad news. Um, if you if you listen to what news, what, what happens over there, with women especially. Um, up until the last five years, they never had women's matches over there. I don't even think they had women wrestling or women in. They may have had Sunny back in the day when they were, if they were over there, but in the Middle East, they they had to all wear the hijab, herdabs, whatever the fuck they're called, the head coverings. Um, all the women over there. Um, I believe one of the last pay per views, the very first time they had a women's match on the card. So um, very, very, uh, very backwards, I guess you could say, um, compared to the rest of the world. Um, but yeah, there's uh, it's an interesting story to follow. I'm sure we'll continue the following that story for a while. But that's it for news, and let's get into the Attitude Era rewatch for the week. Raw's War, January 12, 1998. This is the go-home edition of uh, for the Royal Rumble from Penn State University in Pennsylvania. Um, this is a live show. And, uh, yeah, Royal Rumble is next week, so I'll have five hours of wrestling oh. to watch. I'm excited to watch <laughs> this Royal Rumble, though, because I love Royal Rumbles, but I also love this one in particular because a lot of shit goes down after this Royal Rumble. And, uh... And, uh I've always seen the setup for it. I've seen WrestleMania a bunch of times, this, this particular one. Um, we've already talked about doing our WrestleMania show. By the way, if we go on this current schedule, <laughs> and we're talking, we are already talking about it off air, but the episode number that we're going to be on when we get to WrestleMania will be episode 69. And it'll also be, the, <laughs> it'll also be these, the um, Valentine's Day. I'm not Valentine's, fuck. The St. Patrick's Day episode, if we if we put one yeah. out that week, um, and yeah. I will be probably in Florida drinking my face off while we record it. It's gonna be fun. Yep. Hopefully. <laughs> Ho hopefully, we'll see. Um, 
we, I'd like to get Dusty on with us. We talked about it. Um, yep. At least at least for that segment alone, because uh, Dusty was a huge part in our wrestling, and especially you. But then once we all got together as a group, he was our wrestling. He was in our wrestling. Which was group. like the next year was basically when we all started getting together. And yep. This one, me and Dusty watched alone. Yep. But yeah, this uh, let's talk about this Raw in particular. It's the first time in Royal Rumble history a live drawing for the 30 participants is taking place. Spoiler, it doesn't happen, but the idea was the first time the idea came along. Um, Austin shows up to the arena in his 316 pickup, drives it to ringside. Side note, this truck was being given away at the time during a sweepstakes. I uh, didn't really announce much on the show about it. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure who won it or how they gave it, how they gave it away, but I think it was at the pay-per-view maybe. It might have been done also during commercial breaks. They just didn't attach that to the show. Right. Like, it could, it could have, have been, been like when they go to commercial and then they do like a commercial for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but DX arrive in a limo, are blocked from entering entering the arena by a tractor trailer truck. Um, HB, HBK and China go out and they try to check out the truck and see what's going on. But Owen comes running out of the shadows, jumps through the top of the limo into the sunroof, and starts attacking and beating down Triple H. I thought this was funny as fuck. Um, HBK and China jump back in the limo. The limo takes off and they go off somewhere. Um, so yeah, next segment, Mark Merrow comes down and introduces Sable. Kevin, explain this picture to me that I just posted. I, I don't want to. This is... What? It's Goldust dressed as Sable. Gold... The Goldust character, I'm going to keep talking shit about it. Where it was at WrestleMania 13, was it? Or 12, the one with Roddy Piper. Where that character went from there 12. to this? Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's not great. Um, Fucking yeah. Russo. Yeah. It, uh, He's uh, like, alright Vince, I got this great character arc. Alright? <laughs> and, and this is what happens when you... Yeah. Yeah, Sable comes down and ends up kicking Goldust, and that didn't go. It didn't go anywhere. That's the problem with Vince Russo. He has these weird, strange ideas, but don't go anywhere. Like it's just, mm. it's just, it's just him dressed in drag. That's all it is in the middle of the ring. Didn't go anywhere. But maybe, maybe it does at WrestleMania. I have no, I don't remember. But uh, I can't remember what he I, does at WrestleMania. When I started watching, Goldust was a mid Carter. And, I, and he's always kind of been a mid-carder. And I think he went to WCW not too long after I started wa- watching, too. He did that weird weird thing where he came out as um, he came out as a new white seven, face. Eight. Seven, yes. But he ended up being Dustin Rhodes. He just did a Dustin Rhodes promo talking about how he hated yep. the Gold Dust character and hated Vince McMahon and all that shit. But, oh, WCW. One of these weeks i got to do a where are, where are we on WCW thing because we're right in the middle of the Goldberg shit and that's the whole reason I wanted to watch Nitro along with this because I wanted to see <laughs> Goldberg but I yep. gave up on it what six months in Kevin I gave up so on WCW bad. not even that it was hard. no it was like two months it was yeah, like two maybe months two. It's, it's hard to get I into those, like... those Nitros are three hours now so they're even harder to get into now yeah. but um, I'd like to at least get some retrospective of what's going on on the other channel I know Starcade just happened I think it was the one with um, Sting and Hogan so yeah, yeah. I want, with Bret I want, Hart, Bret Hart can't just debuted over there too. We haven't even talked about that. Bret is just a lost, lost soul in the WWE. Everybody forgot about him. The attitude took over, um, but he's in WCW doing his own thing at this time. So maybe I'll get into that eventually. Um, Austin comes da- uh, comes in the arena, attacks the Godwins. He attacks Vader backstage. No Rumble par- participant is safe, is what they're saying all night. Um, 
The Nation of Domination win a match against Shamrock and Mark Henry. Mark Henry ends up turning on Shamrock and joins the Nation. This is where that happens. Um, because only The Rock knew that Henry was joining the Nation, The Rock and Fruit are arguing after the match, furthering the divide between The Nation of Domination. I know that plays a significant part coming coming in a few months here. Yep. Um, after disposing of Owen somewhere on the road, this just happens... Owen gets lost somewhere. Um, the limo for DX come back. Um, the second hour starts with DX coming down to the ring, talking shit about Owen, the Undertaker, and HBK also talks shit about Mike Tyson. Um, Triple H does an awful Mike Tyson impression. Um, yeah, they're they're setting up this Mike Tyson thing, which is going to culminate next week. Um, Owen comes out with Triple H's other crutch, threatening to break his other kneecap. Um, it really sucks that this goes nowhere, and I'm sure. Pretty much after next week, it'll go nowhere, especially once Austin wins the Rumble, um, and that sets up a whole new, uh, whole new storyline for HBK, especially now that he's injured too. Come Royal Rumble is where he gets injured, so um, his his career ending. Well, at the time, thinking his career ending in injury, um, but yeah, they're continuing the NWA bullshit from the last week with Jim Cornette uh, coming down. This time saying that. Not only did the NWA have classic singles matches, but they also had traditional tag team matches as well. And he introduces the Rock and Roll Expression in a match. Um, old, out of touch, not a not a Russo idea. It's I don't know who did. Maybe it's a Jim Cornette idea because he was also helping with um, creative at the time as well. But and Jr. was it was yeah, too. It, it had to do with NWA would one hundred percent be uh, Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's just it's just it just felt it just felt out of place for the whole entire show. Everything's kind of attitude except for this one thing. Uh, same thing I said last week. Um, WF Hotline is teasing Hulk Hogan at the Royal Rumble. Is this the time where there was rumors of him joining the coming back to uh, WF? Yes. I know I know he had around meeting, the time he's gonna have a meeting with Vince yeah. or something. Yeah, around the time I think Brett went there. Yes, his contract ran out early January of '98. Okay, I believe. So but yeah, he, that sounds but, about right. But he did. He did end up signing. You know, signing back right. up with WCW. But um, but yeah, he just he was basically check. he was basically using it for <laughs> he was basically using it for leverage for a better contract for, contract for WCW. I remember hearing that yeah. on the Pritch, Pritchard show because he ran WCW. He didn't have to do house shows. He didn't have to do anything. He had to show up for TV once a week. Yeah. If he WWE, he would have had to actually work. Yeah, because when I was watching, they were doing a lot of shows from Orlando, and they were doing a lot of shows from Tampa and the whole central Florida area, and that's where he lives. Yep. And that's the only time you see Hogan. Every other show, he wasn't there, and that was when they were traveling. <laughs> so it was, it was mm -hmm. definitely, you definitely noticed it. Um, Mankind versus Dude Love, who ended up being gold, gold dust dressed as Dude Love. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I remember this. <laughs> um, but Austin comes down, stuns the two of them. Ends that pretty fairly quickly, thank God. Thank God. Um, Vince makes an announcement saying that Mike Tyson will be at the Royal Rumble to finalize the WrestleMania deal. And that he will make his first in-ring appearance at next week's Raw. This is an iconic Raw. This is an iconic scene. We'll talk about it next week when we talk about the Rumble. I can't wait for that. Um, DX come down for a huge announcement to introduce Kane as the newest member. However, Undertaker's music hits and he comes down to the ring. They brawl and DX have the upper hand. And then Kane comes down, saves the Undertaker from the two-on-one attack. Um, he ends up chasing DX to the back. 
Uh, both Kane and Undertaker go to one knee and do the Taker reach to the air, to the sky thing, to each other, like the brotherly handshake in the air. Who fucking knows? But they're hinting that they have some sort of an alliance together. Um, we know this goes nowhere. The Royal Rumble. We'll get into that next week as well. Um, and the end of the night is the Royal Rumble drawing that was teased in the beginning. Um, the ring is filled with dozens of Rumble participants who all begin to brawl. Um, Sergeant Slaughter is standing next to the wheel uh, like a bingo tumbler. Um, but Austin comes down and throws the bingo, bingo tumbler at the group of people, the wrestlers in the ring, and flips everyone off. Um, the Nations of Domination come to the top of the ramp, assault Austin. Um, the ring is filled with fighting and chaos ensues as Raw goes off the air, setting up the Royal Rumble, a big, huge brawl, rumble in the ring as, you, as Raw goes off the air. And that's it for Raw, and that's it for the show. And next week, I can't wait to get into the Royal Rumble. Um, I'm excited for this year's Royal Rumble, too, because there's a lot of rumors in, in the current WWE as well. But, but yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will talk to everyone next week. Peace. Peace.